0: Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. We want to start off by saying thank you so much listeners for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. We also want to say thank you to our sponsors who provide so much support for us. If you manage to kill that dream whitetail buck or maybe that bull sprig, check out Whitetail Classics Taxidermy, owned by Jody Schultz out of Louisville, Nebraska. Basically can put together whatever you can dream up. So check them out at WhitetailClassicsTaxidermy.com or his Facebook And if you want to talk to them today or book something, call them at 402-630-0031.
1: Next up is Spores Wet Basement Solutions. Their services include water damage and crack repairs, landscaping, concrete driveways, grading, and more. Their recommendations provide solutions that are a long-term and not temporary fix. They do it right the first time. If you want additional information, you can check out spores.com or contact them at 402-476-8588.
0: If you're like me and like to drive your wife nuts every season with a new duck or goose call, right, baby? Yep. Pretty much. Call, uh, check out B. Hoover Custom Calls. Brent Hoover out of North Pot, Nebraska is one of the best that comes around. He actually uh, got second at Best of Show at NWTF Nationals. Awesome guy. Personal friend of the family. Actually helped my dad harvest his bull elk. He specializes in wood, duck, and goose calls, turkey pots, dog whistles, and shotgun shell teal whistles. Awesome guy. Check him out at com.
1: If your vehicle gets disgusting like my husband does during hunting season, (laughs) check out Dirty Devil Detailing. They do interior and exterior detailing as well as headlight restoration and more. They also are certified in glassparency and take anything from vehicles, boats, jet skis, ATVs, and motorcycles. The devil is truly in the detailing. They're located in Omaha, Nebraska, and if you want additional information, check them out on dirtydevildetailing.com.
0: If you're like me and have taken a few L's here this early season and really
1: Wow 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 <laughs> pretty much.
0: <laughs> if you're like me and have taken some L's and you really want that perfect hunt with the buddies and just get out there and enjoy what's going on, and not have to worry about anything, check out the other guys' outfitters. They do an incredible job of uh, dry field duck and goose hunts. You can check out their pile picks on Facebook. And if you're wanting to book a hunt today, call Krager at 308. 308- 637-7777.
1: If you're needing some professional photography done, check out my business, Faithful Images. Our mission is to faithfully capture images of God's creation in time that will one day serve as a memory. We do anything from infants, couples, families, seniors, weddings, announcements, and more. Check it out at faithfulimages.org or on Instagram and Facebook.
0: If you're ever sitting there during COVID and thought to yourself, I really need to get on that dream hunt. I don't know. <laughs> What what's going to happen in life, but I need to get in that dream hunt. Check out Chaku Peru. He does hunts in the U.S., South America, and Europe. If you've seen some of his pics or videos, if you haven't, jump on his Facebook or Instagram. Has some incredible hunts and does some incredible things. Uh, check him out at ChakuPeru.com for more details.
1: Our last sponsor is Redbeard's Custom Calls. They specialize in acrylic duck and goose calls. Andrew made me one of the a -a one-of-a-kind marble white and hot pink dunk call. It sounds incredible. It looks amazing. If you want more information, check it out on Facebook.
0: All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for the support, and let's go ahead and jump in the podcast. Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. Today it's Hunter and my co-host Jeremy. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing pretty good. How's that How's that tooth going?
2: Uh, you know what? I got removed, finally. <laughs> it was a pain. Actually, it really wasn't that bad. They had me so numbed up that yeah. like, I didn't hardly feel it. Well, that's good. But yeah, so if I sound weird tonight, it's because I've got like this, it's called a flapper in my mouth. It's just essentially a... Uh, just a a fake until, because I gotta let it heal for like four months. Yeah, because like I had a massive infection, and so there was bone density and you know a bunch uh, of medical crap. Yeah. So I don't get the implant for like four months. So I'm talking a little bit weird because <laughs> actually that there's a good chance that Hunter's gonna look at me funny because I'm gonna rip the thing out of my mouth and just lay it on the table <laughs> you do you buddy <laughs> we're sitting here drinking bush lights
0: and that's what it's about um uh, and then our guest tonight is Jared babes how are we doing Jared
3: good
0: good how you guys doing good uh listeners uh, a little background about jared so jared's a buddy of mine from high school we've talked back and forth for several years he supported bigger and hunters and he texts me like what was it wednesday yeah wednesday Yeah, wednesday wednesday. <laughs> wednesday." was like hey you know the western nebraska zone is opening up do you do you want to come out and i was like uh i would love to but we'll see how things play out and uh it, it ended up working out perfect because jeremy is getting back from his elk hunt and i didn't have anything planned for the weekend yet and we we're just like hey let's load up and go west <laughs> so ended up going west and uh it's i mean it, i think we had a i think we had a really good time i, I had an awesome time. I, had,
2: I had a blast i mean so
0: old jared was nice enough to bring us in so jared what sparked your mind uh invite us
3: well, you know, um, the last couple of years, uh, it's been kind of rough getting people to hunt with out here. You know, everybody's so busy and whatnot, and, uh, I've been meaning to get you out for a hunt for a while. So, uh, um, and traditionally, you know, that opening weekend's pretty good out here this weekend. It was a little slow, but fun nonetheless. Um, but yeah, I just figured, you know, uh, get some more guys out and, uh, and you were at the top of the list. So.
0: Oh, thanks. I'm at the top of the list. You hear that? <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, I'm surprised. Nah, obviously, I'm not trying to out anything, but man, you kill a lot of ducks. And so for people not willing to go with you, that really surprises me. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like yep. I've got a long list of uh, Tom, Dick, and Larry who, who want to go with me. And it's just a lot of friends and family that I've gotten out here and there, but... I'm not, I'm honestly surprised the amount of birds you, you kill and no one wants to go with you.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's okay. Nothing. That's okay. I'll go with you. I was going to say, you, well, you, you guys are welcome comments. anytime
3: you want. <laughs> but,
0: uh, yeah. so we, uh, Jeremy and I said, let's go load it up and, uh, heading out west and stayed uh, kind of a sketchy, sketchy, sketchy Airbnb. <laughs> so I like, I logged it and I was like. There wasn't a lot left because, obviously, it's opening weekend. Three-bedroom. It's like, okay, let's go. (laughs) And, like, most of the pictures were from the inside. And the inside is really nice. Mm -hmm. Really nice. Yeah. We, we like, pull into the area. And I knew the area pretty well because I've been out there before. Pull in and it's, like, a bunch of mobile, like, modular houses. And I, like, pull up the hill and, like, look at this door. And it's definitely not the right one. Pull down the hill and there's just like super sketched out like kind of meth out guy. Yeah. <laughs> just super drunk. Hey, do you work here or do you live down here? And I'm like, "Uh, no." <laughs> like, obviously you would have seen me. If yeah. You live down here. And I asked about their B&B and we went down there but ended up working down, working out. We didn't get murdered, so. Yeah. That was a plus. We didn't get Alec Baldwin.
2: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 oh but uh we got up in the morning and uh Jared was nice enough to take him take him out to a, one of his spots so I honestly I really love that 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 first
2: spot I really like the spot it's, yeah it's just it's definitely a late season spot in my opinion yeah I'm sure the birds have been pressured enough that they go back into that area yeah so, yep but
0: uh i I wish we could have gotten those wood ducks man those yeah, ducks, they were beautiful. There was a couple nice ones in there.
2: Looking back, I should I should have just let her eat when we were sitting at that pond and they were flying around. But I just didn't want to be that dude that's taking like <laughs> forty yard passing shots. <laughs> but
0: I think that's like one of most. I think most of our listeners, if they wouldn't see a wood duck at forty yards, didn't let her eat. Well, oh, okay, yeah.
2: but the thing is, all Saturday, like, we shot two wood wood ducks on, yeah. like, between you, me, and my dad. We shot a couple on Friday. And then, like, we saw that one first light Saturday morning, and all I heard Jared was say, man, I'd love to shoot a wood duck. I haven't shot a wood duck in so long. And so I'm like, well, obviously, if there's wood ducks, we got to try and get this dude on a wood duck. Yeah. <laughs> so I just... I don't know. I think I
0: I had a good time there. Uh, we had a few gadwall drop in. Jeremy couldn't shoot, but
2: I blasted. All him. right. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes, I killed the first. Me and me and Jared doubled on those first two that came in, and then yes, I went 0 for three on the second group that came in. They did it dirty. Jared went over two, so don't just blame me here.
3: Yeah, he invited yeah, us. I did. Yeah. I, I would have gone over three if I would have had three shells in my gun. <laughs> but
2: I mean, for the listeners, like we're hunting this little slew, and like I'm used to shooting ducks at about twenty, and the first two shots, these these gadwall were at like ten yards max off the end of my end of my barrel. <laughs> I'm sorry I called it so close. Oh, I know, I, I'm I, I, so I know. so sorry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm complaining, but it's exactly what I want.
0: <laughs> For listeners, so imagine this. You're sitting facing the, this this career, or slew, and it's like 10, 15 yards wide max. And the wind, what was the wind? It was north, right? No, it was the southeast. So it's it's southeast. a southeast. It was southeast. Southeast wind. And it was basically so, zero at first light. Yeah. It
2: sucked. So Ooh. these
0: ducks would come off the left of you, and they were just like the perfectly set up ducks, like fully cuffed, fully committed. And they were like in between all three of us. And that's when I called in, and you guys,
2: you guys whiffed. Yeah. I mean, yep. we crushed those first two that just did absolutely great. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Sometimes, which I love Gadwall, I know. Obviously, Matt from High Prairie is gonna give us crap, and we had a little Instagram battle going back and forth the last couple of days. At least you and him in particular. Yep. yep. But um, sometimes when I watch birds drop like a hundred feet, like they did, because they were up there, and then they just they hit a point and they just locked up and they dropped like I don't know, yeah, forty yards probably. And well, some, I almost got lulled to sleep almost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well the other thing too is I'm the, I, I don't know how you guys are, but my my worst shots I can shoot like out shots, up shots. I, I can shoot right to left really well, but I honestly really struggle when it's left to
2: right shots. That's what I struggle with most. See my left to right? is my best shot because i'm left-handed <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that i missed like i yeah, i just i got nothing like i'm really glad that i wasn't using those boss that you had uh, given me because if i'd whiff over <laughs> three with boss I would have been like oh so my so my
0: <laughs> i decided to buy boss three fives listeners and uh I was like i really want to try i want to shoot them for ducks and so i i had some and i gave some to jeremy for him to try and i'm like oh man i really can't wait to crack a duck with this called that gadwall at 10 yards and they're like so i'm on the right side jared's in the middle <laughs> jeremy's on the left i call it and like where they were they were just like straight to the left just like i don't know 10 yards and that gad <laughs> that Drake gadwall died
2: oh a harsh death <laughs> Boss three five straight to the face, like yeah. I, it was it was pretty mangled, and I know you let Nala play with it for a little bit, and you, you did some fetches with her, but yeah, um, that was not all Nala. That no. dog got smashed. Like,
3: no, no. When she first brought him back, he was blown up. Yeah, <laughs> he got boss. Yeah,
2: he did.
0: <laughs> but uh, so that was the first day. So after that, we're like. We, we might hunt that pond because it might be good. And then at that point, we started looking around. Jared, I think I'm going to let you lead in because this is another, I would say this, let's, let's call it spot number two. Spot number two, sure. you, didn't, you didn't think we could hunt, but I'll let you tell the story.
3: Right, yeah. So that second spot, that's typically where I go um, and shoot a lot of ducks out of there. Um. Well, I got a buddy that uh that works down there sometimes and he had gone down there wednesday evening see if there were any birds on it and uh it was closed off um so thursday we started doing some research and talked to one guy and he basically told us you know that it was it was just closed for the year um because they're doing some work out there so uh so that was kind of heartbreaking for me. I kind of thought my season was was uh, a little bit over with before it started. You know, obviously I'm gonna find some birds, but that's just like, you know, you have those spots that just mean a lot to you and uh, and you love to go to. So so that one kind of stung. But then uh, once we started looking for some birds there Saturday, we decided that we were going to call the game warden up and see what the actual deal is with that spot and uh and luckily he uh told us that you know it's going to be a little bit longer of a walk but uh but we were still good to hunt it so that that was really good to hear
0: <laughs> oh i yeah. i could see the honestly i remember when jeremy's face is like getting you could see him kind of excited <laughs> and it, it, out of the mm-hmm. corner of my eye i saw you and
2: you're just like grinning like oh let's go I felt oh, yeah. it was so it was so hard for me too because I felt in a really weird place because the same exact spot like I've hunted for the last couple of years I usually hunt at late season, and like Jared the whole weekend was like we couldn't hunt down there or we can't hunt down there and I was like it's not that I didn't believe Jared I just wanted to be sure because like I am I have that curiosity aspect of me and I'm glad that we got to looking for game warden num- numbers which. Luckily, I mean, probably wouldn't have ended up doing it if we hadn't gone on that adventure that we did Saturday night. Because <laughs> oh, I want to tell this story. Okay. okay.
0: So we're cruising around, scouting, and we're like, you know what? We're going to go jack around, and we're going to go. Everybody knows this spot, so I'm just going to say Fire in Line, Clear Creek, whatever you call it. It's one of the most famous spots, like out west. So we're out jacking around. And we we none of us have really been out there. I've been out there when I was a kid.
2: I've only been there in the spring when it's not even duck season.
0: So. Last, last time I was there was when I called in a Drake Mallard for my brother. It was the first, like, duck I've ever called in. So it was cool. But, I mean, that tells you I've been, like, 12 maybe at the time. So we go out there, kind of troll around. We're, like, rolling down by the river. And we're like, there should be a blind down by the river. We'll, we'll walk out there. Well, we get out there. And all the blinds are full. You can it's see people. It's a madhouse. And everyone's in there. So we're like, maybe we can hunt the river. So I'm like, I want to make sure how deep these, this river is before we start throwing decoys because we're going to lose decoys. I stepped in. mm <laughs> no, uh-uh, there ain't no bottom. No. There ain't no bottom. <laughs> and I just, like, out of instinct, like, grabbed something on the edge of the bank. And I start getting water in my waders. And, like, I'm, I'm not, like... I'm not super tall, but I'm six foot. So like it's at least five foot of water and I'm still going. And uh, <laughs> I <it'll laughs> grab something, I get wet and get out. And we're like, oh, I think I'm ready to go. <laughs>
2: and so we got to talking. And that's when you called the game more. Yeah, know? we did a giant loop, saw yeah. a bunch of different people, did see. I mean, there was, there was a bunch of birds back in there. But I was yeah. like, there was, which you could go listen to another podcast. There was like. Literally five campers at one campsite, and you know, not to be that dude, but a lot of them were out of state people. Which go ahead, travel. I'm all for it. I want to go to different states too. I just don't think that's the way. But so I was frustrated all out, and I just wanted to, I wanted to call a game warden because I've run into situations like this before where we wanted to hunt a spot where there's a certain regulation that I want to hear about and you know get a game warden's opinion on. So I called this guy, and he was like, I haven't heard anything about that being close to hunting. I mean, you guys should be fine to go down there, and that's that's all I needed. Yep. Because if we went down there and we got in trouble, I'd just be like, well, I talked to this game warden. And, like, not to, not to sound sketchy or anything like that, but, like, if you get in trouble, sometimes that's all you need. Because if somebody told you legally you should be fine to go down there. So we went down there. Or we went back, went out there and scouted, and there'd already been people hunting back in there. Like yeah, they hunted there Saturday. We could see their sled marks, and after following them, they went for a damn adventure. They walked, a yeah. good old time. They went a long ways. So, so
0: that was the second day, and uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Mad props to you, Jared. So like you light up, and you're like. Oh, I want to hunt this spot. I'm going to go grab all my decoys from North Platte, which is like an hour away. So Jared drives out to North Platte, drives back. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to get up at like two in the morning. And I'm like, you're crazy.
2: Oh, (laughs) literally, like, (laughs) we're all getting ready for bed after we had just kind of, you know, jacked around and shot the breeze and hung out. I went off to bed and I, like, at one point before I walked off to bed, I was like, so what time are we getting up? Kind of a little bit of silence, and I was like, ah, okay, well, <laughs> I'm sure as I walk away, they'll start talking about it. <laughs> I'm like laying down in the bed, <laughs> and I hear Jared say, yeah, I'm going to get up at like two. You guys can just sleep, though, and come like <laughs> around 4.30 or 5, and I was like, first of all, I love the people that I hunt with. I really do. But I'm generally that guy that has to do that in order to get a good spot. So like, I know what that's like. I literally, I literally just laid down and I'm like, I will hunt with this dude any weekend. What do I, need- <laughs> what do I need to do? <laughs> like this is, like this is the guy that I want to hunt with <laughs> because he. <laughs> Without even questioning it, it, was like, yeah, I'll get up and go sit out there. Just make sure we can get the spot. Because it's opening weekend. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Terrell. Yeah, and I
2: do that a lot. It's, uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is
3: getting beat to the spot I want. So mm-hmm. I just, I just make sure that I don't get beat. I don't care how long I have to go and sit there, so. Yeah, I'm generally the same way.
0: <laughs> Terrell, if you're listening to this, you might just be replaced, buddy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, rumor is that he's a little sad that I left this weekend to go hunting, but, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it
0: it He'll be all right. That's all right. Uh, so, uh, how did, I mean, how did you fall into that spot, and I mean, like, what is it about that spot that you love so much?
3: Um, so, an old, uh, former coworker of mine, um... Is, uh, he's a big deer hunter, but he does a little bit of waterfowl hunting. And uh, a few years ago, he told me about it. Um, and it's kind of a, you know, a nice little kept away place. that I, I don't know if not many people know about it or not many people hunt it. Because um, I've never, you know, never really run into too many people out there. Um, so, yeah, he ended up taking us down there, showing us where it's at and everything and hunting it. And like right off the bat, we, uh, uh, just started killing birds out there. You know, um, we kind of hunt it a little bit differently than most of the people that I have seen out there hunting it. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that really attracts me to it is you never know what you're going to shoot out there. You know, we've had weekends where we go out there and kill a four man limit two days in a row and kill 11 different species of birds, you know? uh, last year on opening day, I killed a white wing scoter there. And then the next day I killed a surf scoter there. Um, and I mean, I've heard, I've talked to a couple other guys that have hunted it for a long time that have shot some, uh, out of place birds. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, I grew up killing mallards primarily, uh, shoot a little bit of widgeon or gadwell there, but it was always mostly mallards. So, uh, I think really the diversity of the birds out there, um, really what attracts
0: me to it, yeah, that makes sense I mean that's that would that's one of the big things that I was excited about that spot and I mean, to kind of give a little summary about the hunt didn't really honestly, we saw quite a few they were really high flying, but uh, a lot of them just didn't really seem super interested because it was no it was pretty warm still and uh yeah. I did i mean, you shot your first one right? Uh, I shot my first bubble head. Did you shoot your that? Wasn't first? my first bubble head, that I your sh- first... I've shot a few
2: hands, oh, never gotcha. shot a drake. But
0: so the first one that comes in was a green wing, caught out in my quarter of eye and just toasted it. Thank you, boss. And then, uh, so the second one, oh, that was so funny. So the second flock was a three pack of hen bubble head, and I hear Jared like, oh, three pack, and I'm in the middle of like trying to take photos and like do this and that, <laughs> and like so I had my gun, and I had the boss shell like canvas bag on my on um, on my chair, and then I'm trying to take photos, so I'm trying to get the camera out into the sled, and all the craziness. And in the middle of this, trying to grab my gun, I knock over the the canvas bag of boss shells into the water, and I'm like, "Oh crap!" Like, so I start like I immediately jumped in and grabbed it and threw it in the shit or the sled, and turned around, and the buffalo header just like.
2: Just about to hit the spread when I do that. I've never seen bufflehead bufflehead work like that. That was a that was crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, they worked like teal. <laughs> yeah, they I yeah. went. They went right by, did 180 degrees, and came right back and just dropped into the decoys. And you know, it was funny while we were setting up decoys all morning. Jared's like, I set the bufflehead a little bit of what, bit of what. Little bit away from the rest of the decoys because they always seem to land there and not move. And they literally went over his Buffalo Head decoys and then like plop down. (laughs) It was like it was textbook. I mean, it's literally what he said they were going to do. It was crazy, actually, in my opinion. But
3: yeah. Yeah, and when they do come in and land, they don't like to get up. I mean, you can walk out there to them and they'll just kind of.
2: Swim a little bit
3: out of the spread.
2: We knocked those two down, and the third one literally, like, landed and was kind of just swimming around, like, 15 yards off the decoys. I tried to kill it, but honestly, it was, like, at 45 yards, so it just, I guess, I don't know. I don't know.
0: The the boss (laughs) did the work on one, and then you had to finish off the other, but, you know... It is what it is. I
2: think both me and Jared hit that second one because the (laughs) second the second one didn't hardly move after it hit the water. Yeah, but that third one, yeah, I shot so bad this weekend.
0: (laughs) I've been giving him. I've been giving Jeremy crap because I've been slowly talking him into boss, even though I haven't even (laughs) shot it that much. It's just more of like giving him crap about it.
2: But it's all right. On Thursday, I'm going to use it. Hey, I'm not using anything else except for. When those geese come in, I'll put those three and a halves in.
0: But, uh, Jared, so what's, uh, what's the coolest hunt that you've, you've had out in that area?
3: Oh, man. There's been quite a few. Um, probably last year, um, opening day was, uh, was a pretty good one. We were hunting in the snow, one of those early October snowstorms. you know, it wasn't snowing crazy. I think we got maybe like a quarter inch, half inch that day while we were out there. But, um, from first light, there were just balls of redheads. I mean, I'm talking flocks that are 50, 60 birds just constantly coming. And, uh, and it it made it a little rough, you know, because the first, you know, within the first couple shots, uh, myself and the guy I was with, we had our our two redheads for the day. Um, And uh, so it made it kind of difficult to see through that snow, you know, out there to when I was calling shots after that, it was kind of, uh, um, you'd almost have to call the shots after they were by you a little bit just to make sure, you know, we're not shooting at any more redheads or anything. But I mean, that hunt was, was just insane. I think we ended up killing our limit in like 45 minutes, which, the redhead limit was higher. It would have been done a lot quicker than that. But, I mean, uh, that was the day that I killed that white-winged scoter. And When they came by, there was three of them, and I didn't know what they were. Like, I knew that they were a diving duck and that they were big and dark. And so I didn't call the shot because I wasn't sure what they were. And then they went out there. They actually did kind of the same exact thing as those three buffalo heads did. Uh, they came over the decoys real low and fast, got out there and hit the edge of the water and then turned around and banked back. When they banked, I could see the big white patch on their wing. So I was like, those kind of look like scoters. So uh, um, when they passed back over, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give them a try and ended up dumping one of them and sure enough went out there and got it. And it was a white-winged scoter and it was just insane. Never never in my life thought I'd see that in Nebraska. But, but uh
0: gotta love it man gotta love it honestly like I I don't know that anywhere like Nebraska just doesn't really have much for diver ducks now like there's certain areas it'll get some once in a while but it's gotta be super wet yeah it really does
2: like I mean a couple years ago I got into just more redheads and and ringnecks than I could shake a stick at like I mean it just was (laughs) it was like it got to the point that, like, <laughs> all right, anybody who shot a ring neck knows exactly what it's like shooting a ring neck, and what 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 the cleaning process entails. <laughs> uh, it got to the point that I like, I got to be having a real long day <laughs> to shoot ring necks, and I'm not a person that really is like, you know, a purist on a certain type of duck. But, like, ringnecks are, like, trying to, I don't even know how to describe it, (laughs) cleaning them. It's so ridiculous. Uh, Well, you can't pull back the skin very well, so it
0: gets stuck, and then you got to fight the whole time. Yeah. No, I get that. But, so, this started a conversation because Jeremy and I were hunting, and then it kind of transpired another conversation. But I'm going to call this part, uh nature's calling (laughs) anybody doesn't know what it is is it's talking about taking a dump so Friday (laughs) we're all set up and we're all kind of waiting for something to happen we've seen like a few ducks here and there but nothing really wanted to commit too bad I'm sitting there thinking like I gotta go and I know the moment I go there's gonna be a duck come so I crawled back there (laughs) and I don't know if you I thought you said something to me like are you well, all right or I was like
2: trying like I had I think what it was is like I could hear you moving around in there but I didn't realize you'd walked off and I was trying to do like the intro to my video uh I was shouting out the podcast and I was like <laughs> I was like Hunter, how many episodes we got going on right now I was like, it's like silence <laughs> I, was, I I actually what I said was oh I think he's taking a nap <laughs> but then it kind of connected that you walked away i was like oh maybe he's gonna take a dump but so i'm back there i'm back
0: there taking a dump and i hear jeremy starting to call and i can through the trees i could see this duck like go by and next thing you know basically i could see this this widgeon just like locked up and just like coming through the tree or like by the trees and i'm like I'm trying to, like, get finished up because <laughs> I'm, like, I've talked about the podcast. I've been, like, Nala's, Nala's working through a breaking problem. She's done a lot better. She did mm-hmm. really good this weekend. Um, but I was just more worried about that. Well, I just see Jeremy just pull up his gun and just oh, I th- that th- thing. whacked it. So, I'm, like, trying to jimmy up my pants and, like, try to get it, you know, all franked. Oh, crap. <laughs> and Nala's just... I just I look over and I see Nala just like looking out of her blind, like, uh, can I go now? (laughs) Like, like you done taking a dump? (laughs) So I sent her and she went and got it. So it worked out really well. But so nature's nature's calling. But so so
2: he's telling that story, but we fast forward to Sunday morning and like we're unloading the truck and we're like we're like 15 minutes away from the spot. Yeah. And Hunter just goes He he just goes Oh no, I got a little (laughs) bit of bubble (laughs) gut going on right now And then he's like I've already taken one dump this morning I was like Oh no (laughs) He's in for a long morning And he just he just disappears (laughs) when we're unloading the truck
0: I plan on taking a load out there and coming back and doing my business but it wasn't gonna stop it was gonna happen whether I was gonna it or not Uh, so I just disappeared I found a nice rock (laughs) (laughs)
2: so he comes he comes back like first of all Nala came back and I was like Nala we're Hunter to go (laughs) Uh, and of course then he finally shows up and he's like yeah I wasn't gonna wait And it just started this conversation about the proper way to relieve thyself in the woods. (laughs) All right, Jared, let's hear it. What's the proper way? And
3: Jared,
0: Jared,
2: Jared really opened my eyes. I can't wait.
3: This is, this is, you know, this comes after many years of, uh, testing different methods. It really was scientific. Um, you find yourself a good fence post and you pull your waders down and you put one foot on each side of this fence post. You kind of bow your knees out and then you wrap your hands around the top of the fence post and you just lean back and you let that post do all the work for you. <laughs>
2: He said that Sunday morning and it was like an epiphany. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, that makes so much sense. Because anyone who's tried to utilize the restroom with waiters on knows damn well that is like one of the most annoying things you can possibly do because you don't want to take your waiters all the way off and then like have to deal with that. But um, he said that and I just sat there all day, like, that is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like the leverage yep. that you get from that, like that's amazing.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. You don't wear your legs out and and uh it just you know it's nice and nice and comfortable and easy.
0: <laughs> well that that morning I went out and I was I found the perfect rock. Like the perfect stand up rock. I was just leaned in my back against it, but I was like I don't know, about halfway through it, my legs were like, oh, bro, like, this is, you're sitting here for you're a while. you doing, doing a wall squat. And, and like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to relieve myself for the rest of the day, not mm-hmm. just having to go on
2: spurs."
0: <laughs> 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 so, sitting there for, like, a whole minute, man. Oh, that, oh, that'd be rough.
2: And we're just talking about all the different ways that we've gone about this, because, like, I spent a week in the backcountry of Colorado, and best thing I could figure to do out there is you find a blowdown that's just thick enough that it holds you but you're not like just completely like sitting on it. You just kind of hang over that. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, was,
0: we've all been there. Like Nobody wants to talk about it when we all been there. Actually, I remember our first hunt together. Uh, our first hunt oh, together. Yeah, yeah, you had to go take a dump. I had to
2: go take a dump so bad. And we we were in an area where there nothing. <laughs> there was not much <laughs> for you to utilize.
0: <laughs> oh, so I was like, "Hey, you guys like have like toilet paper?"
2: <laughs> luckily, luckily for Hunter, which I I mentioned this a little bit on Sunday as we were in the midst of conversation of nature calling. Luckily for Hunter, that very first time I hunted with him, which I knew Hunter, we talked on social media plenty of times. Yeah. But like I always have the thing where like if I'm meeting somebody for the first time, I take somebody that I know. Like just, yeah. I mean, you could be a damn serial killer for all I know. I'm not in the middle of the just to say I'm still not. Yeah, like you could be playing the the <laughs> the slow game here I mean, and I'm just you know <laughs> already dead. I just don't know it. But, but that's just, lattes right
0: there. Buddy. Yeah, I mean apples crap anyway, <laughs> but. Also got a little bit of hand
2: <laughs> <laughs> But so I, I took my dad and my dad, it actually used to be like a running joke. Like he can't go on a hunt without having to find the time to take a dump. So luckily for Hunter, he had toilet paper for him because he always does. He literally, he, he's got like three or four different backpacks for hunting, all of them. Keeps like a full roll almost in it because he'll he'll use it by the end of the season. <laughs> but of course, we're sitting there Sunday and I'm, we're talking about all these stories of having to take dumps in the woods. When it comes to my dad, and dad, if you ever listen to this, we've talked about this way many too, way too many times, so you can't get mad at me. But my dad has either ruined more hunts for me <laughs> because he had to go take a dump. <laughs> Especially when it comes to like deer hunting and like uh, turkey hunting seemed to be the big one. I mean, there was one time I was a little kid. I was trying to shoot my first turkey with my bow. Uh really liked turkey hunting and it was a fall turkey hunt and we were in the perfect spot. We were just waiting for the birds. We we're basically sitting under their roosts and my dad's just like, Oh yeah. Nature <laughs> is calling <laughs> <laughs> and he goes out, and he he's doing the business, and like I'm in a blind, so I'm kind of oblivious to it. I'm just watching all my corners, waiting for you know a bird to come through, because like how cool would it be to just shoot your first turkey and be like, Dad, while you were gone, this happened. And he and he comes back in the blind, <laughs> and he, <laughs> you know how when somebody like walks up to you and they just have this super defeated face. <laughs> Or like, I really just messed up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he goes, Jeremy, I'm really sorry, but I think I just effed up this hunt for us. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I'm like, I'm sitting there (laughs) doing the deed. (laughs) And these like 40 turkeys (laughs) just walk right up on him that were headed right towards the blind. And... (laughs) (laughs) And then, like a few weeks later, he did the same thing on a deer hunt, and it just, it just progressed, and it became a thing. And then when we started duck hunting with guys, or with a, a group of guys, my dad had this thing where he would go take a dump, and it's like it's, it was like clockwork. And first of all, anybody who's on, you know, depending on what kind of schedule you're on for nature calling, you know, you get to that nine thirty, ten o'clock kind of period, and you're like, all right, I've been moving around for the day. It's time. It is time. <laughs> well, it just so happens that especially during like October and November, that nine thirty, ten o'clock is when you can start seeing a lot of birds again. Like they'll come back into the marsh and you'll get the big ducks in particular. So every time you go take a dump, it was like we just see birds like crazy. And then there was one time where he went off. He just went on a full-blown adventure. He went to go take a dump and then he came back with like four ducks. And it was like. She, we'd every once in a while just hear him shooting as he's popping up these little like puddles of water, and he sure enough he just came back was like I think it was a mallard and a couple wigeon. <laughs> Honestly, it's pr- actually you know what I should say that to him. It's probably why our season's been so slow because not once yet this season has he gone to take a dump. He hasn't done it. I don't I know. know you know, I took a dump and he shot a duck. So. I, hey, yeah,
0: can't be that.
2: Yeah, it's true. You're you're the new dump taker.
0: I'm the I'm the new man with the nature's calling. <laughs> hey, the time that I took a real I'm trying to think a day I took a dump when we first hunted. We had a good hunt that day. Yeah, that day that I took a dump, we shot a two man limit on the canet kine- or yeah on the warm water slew that day. Oh, I should tell that story. <laughs> should I tell that story? You talking about? Okay, so it's like January season's
2: almost up. This is the hunt where you were hunting with Shea or something like that. No,
0: this was I had, we went out. I had a buddy went out there, and warm water slew was like negative twenty degrees, blowing wind, snow, everything. Hardly made it. I barely made it out there. <laughs> almost got stuck on the way out, and uh, pulled up, and I had the old gurgle gurgle, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? There's either like nothing a fence and I really didn't want to at the time do the fence and I was like there's a truck (laughs) and it was like an old farm truck and I was like well (laughs) there's (laughs) nothing else around and I tell you what trying to take a dump in negative (laughs) 20 and take your pants down with your waders is the worst experience I've (laughs) had in my life (laughs) like I pulled my butt out and it was like <laughs> <laughs> i was like you know i gotta go so bad so i'm sitting there like just shivering to death for a good solid like two minutes and, and i hear my buddy over there are you getting done already we gotta get going <laughs> i'm like uh i'm trying i'm trying oh my gosh so just let it rip let it there kick some snow over it <laughs> <laughs> away i went <laughs> Shot a two-man limited mallard. So what's up? What's up? There you go. You got any good nature calling stories, Jared?
3: Um. Yeah, I told you guys this one over the weekend, but I'm going to tell it again for everybody else because it's so great. <laughs> um, my dad and I were out hunting on his place here. Oh God, it had to have been ten years ago at least. And uh, we were hunting. He just had. My dad built this wetland on his place, and uh, we're sitting there in out blinds on the edge of the ice with just a little hole in the water in front of us, and you know that midday lull when everything's out feeding, and you're just waiting for him to come back, and uh, so my dad was out there dinking around, moving around some decoys and whatever, and standing on the ice, and decided he didn't have to take a dump, but he had to take a leak, so he drops his waders down. He's just standing out there on the ice, probably 10 yards from the shore, taking a leak. And all of a sudden, the geese came over the hill coming right at us. <laughs> and so, you know, perfect timing. Oh, yeah. And he decided, instead of pulling up his waders quick, that he was just going to kind of shimmy across the ice on his feet with his waders down. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's scooting across there trying to get back. Well, next thing you know, his feet are above his head. And uh, <laughs> he broke through the ice with his bare ass. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it wasn't it was very deep. It was maybe, you know, a foot deep area is that. But that is just, Still, that image just burned into my mind. Like, you can almost, I can almost see it in slow motion. His feet just kicking out from underneath him at the same time. And uh, just dropping down right through. <laughs>
0: Oh my!
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best. Those are the oh yeah! <laughs> Didn't one of you tell a story about like helping someone or somebody helping you?
3: That was also my dad. Yeah, that was way back in the day, back when he was in high school. He and his buddy were—they were high schoolers—and they were out hunting in the middle of a blizzard, and his buddy got the bubble gut. And, uh, they hadn't figured out the fence post technique yet. <laughs> so he wasn't sure how he was going to do this without dropping one down his waiter. So, uh, so my dad being the friend he was, went back there in the trees with his buddy and stood there and locked hands with him. And they both just kind of squatted down and, and, uh, he let his buddy use, uh, use him as leverage so he could drop one off. Commit- so,
0: commitment, yeah, saying, that's, right? That's
2: some commitment right there. Yeah,
3: you know, that's a that's a that's a true friend right there. Care me? I don't know, man. I
0: don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a really good guy, all, but I
2: just don't know. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> it well, it's the whole conversation of like you were telling me about how like Zeus. <laughs> He just awkwardly stares at you Oh, the bathroom. <laughs> so, Zeus,
0: my golden doodle, he's, he, there's not a lot going on upstairs. <laughs> but every time he goes to the bathroom, man, so we're on the way back. We're driving back. We stopped at this Casey's gas station, trying to, you know, just fill up, get some coffee. Because I, I fell asleep as soon as we left. I was out for like an hour. Woke back up, Carney, and we're like, okay, we'll switch off, we're halfway. And Zeus, will let the dogs out and let him go to the bathroom, and Zeus sits there, and he sees, he's like peeing for 30 seconds. And what he'll do is he'll go, and he pees, but it's really weird. He doesn't squat, he doesn't lift a leg. He like arches his back. It's really weird. And he like arches his back, and he just arches, and he just eye contact. <laughs> Just starts peeing, looks at you right in the eye. You can look away and look back. He's still looking at you in the eye. <laughs> like, just boom, right here. I it. It's like I don't even. It's it's the weirdest I just, thing. I
2: just don't even know. I just don't know that I could look at you the same. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that happened. <laughs> okay, okay, so
0: <laughs> nature's calling. So as a as a kid, I wasn't very old, and like. My grandpa took me out, and it's in the air we were hunting, and his buddy had a boat lined really nice, and you know, as a as a grandparent, you want to have a really good experience for your grandkids, so my grandma was really nice and made this whole vat of hot chocolate. Well, me being a kid, loving hot chocolate, like, oh man, like two, three cups deep, and I'm sitting out there, and I get up, and I get on the edge of the boat, and ah, pants are on the... Pants around the ankles, just letting a rip, you know, because we're in a heated boat blind, so it's nice and warm. Just letting a rip and peeing, and peeing and peeing and peeing. And next thing you know, I see, like, a 30-pack of mallards just, like, come around and start dumping it, and I hear my grandpa, God damn, get your pants up! <laughs> <laughs> get back in the effing blind, there's <coughs> mallards <flowers> coming! <laughs> and I was like trying to like shimmy up and I like fall into the boat with my pants around my ankles. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'll I'll always remember that one. Get your ass in the blind. (laughs) Hey, if I'm a grandpa, I'd probably say the same thing. Honestly, (laughs) I can't be mad at him for it. So, (laughs) Oh my gosh. So what's, uh, what's the plans for the rest of the year?
3: Um, just, keep after it uh hopefully you know before um it's going to be a couple weeks before i'm able to get back out chasing them unfortunately but uh hopefully in that time uh, we'll get a little bit of weather and uh bring some some fresh birds in and uh i'm gonna stick it out out there and uh um probably you know later in the year especially if we get some good weather i'm gonna try that first spot out again because i really think that that'll i think that'll be a good spot um especially when some other areas have been pressured and and uh just you know on a good cold windy day i think that's going to be the spot but uh i
2: think i think the goal with that spot i think that pond is where, yeah where you yeah. should be i mean it's a little further a walk but i i just think that's the spot that slough can be good if it you know if you've got a lot of stale birds and like you get a good cold front that would get them down but
0: That'd be I I think that spot or that slew would be money on like a snow day where yeah, they want to get in and day, get like, out and yeah, get it. Yeah. I was getting texty this early, so I text you when we were talking here, but uh you sure you still want to go to Las Vegas or you wanna check your text here?
2: Man, let's see. <laughs> you send him the same text you sent yep. me. <laughs>
3: oh man. You sure? You sure you still want to go to Vegas? You know, if my company hadn't dumped a whole bunch of money into it for me going to this conference, I'd uh I'd definitely be canceling that ticket.
0: But I mean, I, I think you got COVID. That's what I <laughs> think. <got> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, well,
2: heard, I'm I've not heard feeling heard. too well. I think I better skip this one out. I've i don't heard to say that more times than last week. <laughs> I'm just saying,
0: man. Duck season is gonna get hot and heavy here quick. Yeah. And as, yeah. A, as you as you see that, that uh that picture. It's it's looking it's looking pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you seen good. like the fourth or fifth duck in, but that's a nice old looking spoonie. It is fresh.
3: Oh man, there it is. <laughs> Dude, he
0: looks pretty full. I wouldn't say he's full plume, but he looks pretty clear. Like a white chest. Yep. Yep. So my my buddy buddy Brad from Real Fresh Catch. He was like having trouble finding uh uh, shells so he texts me today he's like hey I might have to buy some shells off yeah cause my wife gave me a lot of crap in the off season but I bought up a lot of shells mm-hmm. like I have I've got the 3-5 bosses I bought another case of Federals over the or over the summer and then I've got most of a box of Rio's or a case of Rio's excuse me and uh, I just I stacked them up cause I have a feeling even I think this year was bad I think next year is going to be even worse yeah. No. So I just stacked him up. Well, I was like, Yeah, I'll sell you that case of Federal so You can have them and use them and whatnot. And and uh, talking, he's like, Well, how much you want for them? Oh. Being a nice buddy, I was like, Oh, for the case, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And and then I was like, Starting to look at that photos, so I was like, Hundred bucks and dibs on that spoonie. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> There you go. He just sent it back. He's like, Man, eh, never mind. I'm good. I'll find someone else. <laughs> I was Like, fine. You got to find something to shoot at it. But I mean, either way. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. So the, our next step for us is opening goose on Thursday. And then hopefully yeah. we're going to go hunt that pond on Sunday. So too bad you're busy, but you
3: know, yeah, unfortunately. Plus I've been, well, you know, I, I bow hunt for deer. So I spent a couple of weekends doing that. And then I had Nebraska a rifle antelope tag. So I spent a couple of weekends doing that. And then of course it was open duck season. So I should probably spend a weekend or two at home. And,
2: yeah. Especially, and, uh, especially since you got a newborn at home. Um. Yeah. I got a baby <laughs> here and my wife's
3: been really, really great about letting me go out and hunt. She, you know, she knows how much it means to me. And plus, I I probably turn into a crab if I, uh, if I didn't get to go out and chase them, so. Yeah. But I also uh, spend a couple weekends at home and then get back after it. So.
2: I think. I mean, I think if you gave it two weeks, we're going to get a lot of birds in here, anyways. Yeah.
0: Well, I think. Yeah. I think this. My guess is this side of the state will really get their push of birds in the mm-hmm. next two three weeks. We'll yeah. get the main migration. Uh, but I think your main migration probably is going to start show for another couple weeks. So I honestly think you're safe. I just wish you could come down home with
3: us, honestly. I know, man. Me too. Especially after seeing that picture now. Like, <laughs> you know, I think of the six birds we killed this weekend. I took that first gadwall down, and that was about it. So, and that was my first time of the year. So yeah. I'm, uh, trigger free musician.
0: Oh, I hear you. But, uh, well, I think that's all I had for tonight. So I think that kind of wraps it up. Uh, just wanted to say from Jeremy and I, uh, we really appreciate having us out. I know that both of us has kind of talked about wanting to go out there at least some point, maybe by the end of the year, and I really hope you can make it out to the eastern side of the state, especially for goose since you don't really get to shoot a lot of geese now. So
3: Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I know. Just let me know and I'll make it work. nice part is we're not honestly
0: that far from
3: each other so yeah i know it's you know it's actually a closer drive for me to come out to where you are than yeah. to where i to where i hunt So yeah
2: I was, I was thinking about that i was like i mean you're literally in between us and where we were hunting so yeah.
3: it's yep.
0: but uh Yep. well sounds good uh thanks again had a great time out there and look forward to going again sometime soon and we'll uh uh we'll have to get after it soon so uh, I'll finish up the podcast. I'll keep you on and we get chat afterwards a little bit, but, uh, um, to finish off, thank you listeners for, uh, listening to the bigger Red hunters podcast. Uh, check out bigger Red hunters, YouTube, uh, make sure to subscribe and review, uh, reviewing this podcast goes a long way and, uh, helping us get the word out there. And if you guys like our BS and share our BS with other people <laughs> and, uh, while you're at it, make sure to check out huntfish365's YouTube. Cause, you know he's got some good content i'm sure he will this weekend after we have some fun hunt so yeah all right guys have a good night